It's the finale. Your dream, your dream to have on our finale, Faith. Oh my God. Season finale. Dream I got to ask, it's the, it's the 11 o'clock number for us. What is your favorite 11 o'clock number of all time? Whether it was you singing it or it was someone that you loved to watch. Um, Madeline Kahn. And oh, come on. What? From Paper Moon, the musical. Oh. The I think did that part. And there's, there's a great song. I do what I can with what I got. Oh, yes. And it's a fabulous 11 o'clock number. That's also like a deep cut. I love that. Yeah, that's like on a tombstone somewhere. Oh my God, it's a season finale. Oh my God, it's a season finale. finale. Welcome to Don't Tease the Animals. I'm Pam. I'm Sarah, and we are coming at you courtesy of oh. Newsstand Studios and Rockefeller Center. Joe, we miss you so much, oh, buddy. I miss we really you miss so much. You. Um, oh, and every week, you guys, if you've never listened to our show before, we are here chatting on a relatable topic. We're learning things, and then we follow <laughs> up our little witty banter with two little kick-ass games. So we're going to get into it because I, uh, you have to introduce this like legendary <laughs> person <laughs> right <laughs> now because I, I'm ge- geeking out so we need to get started okay go ahead calm down you promised you weren't gonna fangirl (laughs) oh my god we got her i can't believe it i'm dead for her i've been dead for her for a really long time (gasps) you've seen this broadway icon in films in tv shows you can hear her stunning voice on her two albums or stalk her concerts via youtube Mm -hmm. we are beyond thrilled to welcome star of stage and screen tony award winner faith prince (laughs) Thanks. Oh my God. Oh my God. We're not worthy. Thank not you. Thank you. Worthy, thank you. Faith. Oh, Faith, how are you? Just so glad you called. <laughs> <laughs> We're so glad you answered. I'm so glad you let me stalk you. Thank you so much. Okay. So, um, so now, now is the perfect chance to tell the story, Faith, because I, I needed to know how'd you guys meet? <laughs> tell me all about it. Tell me the tale. Do you want to tell it from your side, Pam? So, up from my side and then we'll get your side. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so I was working at my hotel and I get the daily reports the day before for the people who are coming the next day and then any revisions that come in last minute. And I saw a name and I was like, get out of here. Get out of here. That can't be real. And then I looked it up and confirmed address and email and it was legit. And I was like, why is this person not flagged a very, very, very VIP? <laughs> And why is she in a shitty room? And why doesn't she have an amenity? And why isn't there a manager greeting her upon arrival? No one knows who this person is. Are you out of your fucking minds? They're like, so two of them were like, oh my God, is it her? I'm like, it's her. It's her. And you did bad. So she got upgraded. She was a VVIP and she had all the sweets and booze she wanted because God damn it. I knew her. But what was interesting enough is I found her uh, ready to rip the computer out of the wall and throw it across the room in our business center (laughs) because she was trying to print uh, sides. She was doing, she was in town for an event and she, ain't nobody got time for that. So she was doing her event, but she was also like, like you do, you're a multitasker. So she, 
technology was not behind us. So I jumped in and was like, I fangirled the shit. And I was like, I can do it on my computer. I work here. And I I got her what she needed and I delivered it. And she said, can you come up here and run size? I was like, fuck fuck this job. I fucking hate it. You know what? I can't. And it's a regret that I will live to regret for every day of my life. And even when I'm, when I'm like nuzzling in my, in my tunnel of a coffin, (laughs) rolling over here because I couldn't get upstairs. But I kept in touch and I networked with her and I am so, so grateful. We went for coffee and then you stayed and then you stayed again. I did. And you stayed more. And I was like, she always gets this room and she always gets it a good room. Faith. That's one of my favorite. And don't bother her. The end. And I made a lifelong friend (laughs) that I will continue to stalk. And and I called her the next time. And we went, I think we went for coffee, right? We did. We went for coffee. Besties. And then I, yeah. And then the world shut down. Yeah. Then the world shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Okay, now Faith, the real side. Stalker mode. You were like there was a Sicilian (laughs) chick that wouldn't leave me alone. You were so, I can't, I, I. I may have been auditioning for like Emily in Paris or something. I, it was right around that time. I could have been that. Oh, wow. wow. Um, but you know, I think I asked you to read with me or something. Mm-hmm. You did. And, and you couldn't leave where you were. It didn't work right out that, that time. Cause I'm always doing self tapes where I go, uh-huh. Well, well, that's what I meant. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like filling in the lines myself, you know? Oh my God. My manager goes, Faith, you have to have a reader. <laughs> You're like, I don't have to do shit. Like, it's pretty funny when I, I, and that's how I got Emily in Paris. I was like, oh, you're kidding. No, really? You know, and I just like, answered the questions back, you know, oh looking at that self-tape and felt sorry for me. And gave oh, me the but, my God. Oh, my that's God. Like, that's like speaking to every actor that, that was in 2020 <laughs> trying to go. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I made my husband read for me. I tried to have my dog read for my me. My husband is the worst. He reads <laughs> like this. And he's already pissed. And you can tell that he's pissed by the way that he's reading. He's like, did he call you? The <laughs> job because they you're bad. You're like, could you care less? <laughs> And they feel bad for me. So it's, it's working. The saddest one I ever did, I recorded myself as like the other person's lines and then like hit the play button on my voice memos in between. It was a disaster. That's a disaster. Why did disaster. you do that? I, can't, I still can't believe I sent that in. It was horrible. Well, the okay. One, the ones I hate are when they give you like 20 pages of dialogue. Oh, yeah. Come on. Oh. Hard AAM. You know, it's like, really? really? And so I tried to get it up on, you know, like, oh, what's the um, open open windows or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. where you put it on the screen and you're, oh. And it's like, I look like I'm reading it. It's just, it's awful. Nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Awful. Like, come on. You guys know within the thir- first 30 seconds if I will work or not. Why, why are you putting me through this? It's horrible. <laughs> so... Should we go into questions? I'm ready to get into that. Oh yes, yes. Would you Would you like to go first, my, my, my lady? Um, sure. Um, Faith, all nine of you, we love you so much. If you don't know who Faith is, 
please, Faith, give us a quick intro, your origin story, if you would, uh, where you grew up. How did you find your way to performing? Um, well, if I write a book, it'll be just famous enough. Um, <laughs> really? We can I'm all hope. Famous enough, really. Oh, my God. Um, and, and after the other day, oh, I know it was Olivia Williams, who I'm obsessed by, who's on uh, so many things. But mm. uh, she was saying she she had lunch with somebody one day and they could. Oh, uh, uh, who's married? Who was married to Melanie Griffith? Uh, Antonio, Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. And they couldn't sit there. I mean, they had to literally carry, yeah. carry yeah. put a cover over them. And she just went, oh, I don't want that. And I, I agree. Yeah. Like mm. I would never want my life. I mean, really, yeah. I, I, that, that's just not, it's just not how I conducted my life. And I've, I've been just famous enough. It's really, <laughs> <laughs> and if it's over, it's over, but uh, I did what I wanted and got what I needed, but I came from uh, Southern town, uh, Virginia, Lynchburg. And, um, wow. you know, really wanted to be in the musicals when I was in probably seventh and eighth, they'd come perform some of the songs I think Oliver was the first one I remember being done at the at the high school and I thought oh that's fun I want to do that Mm -hmm. so I got in the choir and long story short uh I was turning pages for the pianist and one day and he goes somebody didn't show up and and my choir director said get up there why don't you um and it was for Mary Magdalene in um, Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, yes. Ring concert, you know. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. And I will walk to the to the pedestal where the music was. And I was like, okay, how would Mary Magdalene feel? You know, I just had, like, that instinct. And um, anyways, I got, I got the spring concert. And then he started really using me. And, um, you know, we had choir. And we would do talent shows and concerts and and I would do all the funny stuff and then he said no I I really want you to audition you know for the big musical and so first year I was it was 11th and 12th at EC Glass only those two grades and I did Oklahoma but I auditioned for Laurie not Ada Wanny (gasps) oh well of course because as a high schooler that's what you would yeah and then uh, I know but most people would think you know it ain't so much of yeah. <laughs> of course huh. you could see that but uh then i did nelly forbush in south pacific and hey harris was his name and he helped me get into the cincinnati conservatory of music yes. and i had laryngitis the weekend i was supposed to <gasps> no i was so nervous and um so he put a reel to reel. That's how I was <gasps> fucking dark ages. And he put a reel to reel tape for me of of me and Nellie as Nellie in South Pacific. And that's how I got into CCM. Wow. I was so paranoid my freshman year that I went into uh, Worth Gardner was his name. He was head of the program, who I'm still good friends with to this day. I literally talked to him probably three times a month. And he, I went into his office and I said, I, I need to talk to you. I'm a wreck. I'm a mess. And he goes, what's wrong? And I said, I, I, I'm thinking I shouldn't be here. And he said, what are you talking about? And I said, well, I, I mean, I got, got in on a reel to reel tape. I didn't even really audition. I said, are you sure I'm supposed to be here? You know? And he goes, 
what are you nuts? Yeah, get <laughs> out of here. Get out of my office. That's time for this. If you hadn't, he goes, get out of my office. Get out of my office. <laughs> Don't come back. Oh my God, that's. Don't let the, the door hit you where the good Lord's play you. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. Get out of my office. <laughs> and, uh, spent four years there and then got my equity card in Washington, D.C. And, um, that I, and I met my best friend. We're still best friends to this day. And that was 1979 mm. and came to New York in 1980. Wow. Amazing. So you've had uh, such an enviable career, I'm going to say, for basically everybody. Um, mm. Can you share your biggest pinch me moment? Do you have one of those? I'm just curious from your vantage point, if that's true, what is enviable about my career to you? So uh, to me, I, I, that's a good question. And I'm happy. Uh, go ahead. You go ahead, Pam. No, you go. And well, I I'll feel go. like it's different for each person, right? Yeah. And to me, you've gotten to do so many cool things. I mean, you've worked in all these different mediums. You've traveled the world singing concerts, singing some of the most beautiful music in the entire world. I think that that's that to me is what means an enviable career. No, you know, what, yeah. what, what, what is enviable? Cause for me, um, I would say the fact that I've played Miss Adelaide and Mrs. Anna, mm-hmm. like, and catered affair. They're all A's, A's, A's. Um, <laughs> um, they're very different roles. And I think for me, that's, been the most exciting part of what I've gotten to do. I've always taken things that really interested me. Um, I, I The fame didn't really, uh, that was something I was never after. The work is very interesting to me. And I mean that sincerely. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why I've continued, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know how much you know this about me, but I coach and teach and do masterclasses and direct um, a lot of people's like acts and things like that. But I'm really, it's trying to get the word out there about the work and what is the work and working with people like Jerome Robbins or, um, uh, you know, James Lapine or Jerry Zachs or Mm -hmm. Tina Landau or John Doyle or... Um, uh, just so many fine, 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 uh, directors and, um, sort of articulating what, what it is, the truth, how, how to find your authentic self in whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. bring it to the table and, and tell the truth, mm-hmm especially in musical theater, because I think it gets a bad rap sometimes. And it's like, finally, casting people have really caught on because a lot of, uh, you know, it's it's sort of the golden age of television. And to do all the things that the different tones are out there for different shows, you do need somebody that's sort of... Um, uh, can do many, many sorts of things. And I think musical theater prepares you for that. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I found, you know, when Sarah said enviable. I think I think what's made your career enviable is that your honesty shines through your work. You mm-hmm. committed to projects 
that you knew you could conquer because it it came naturally to you. Those were parts that, you know, while they're very, they're all, they're, they range, you know, versatility. There's something very unique about understanding where you are in your life and who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that you led with, like intuitively, which has led you to where you've been, where you have had this, you know, uh, in my notes, you have illustrious career, but you changed it to I'm Enviable, sorry. which I'm not mad about. So. Illustrious felt a bit much, <laughs> you know, like I didn't want to, I'm, I've been a kiss ass this whole time and I'm trying to back it off. You know, if I were telling the truth, I could have done so much more mm-hmm. even now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's the truth, but uh, you know, even looking back at people like Ethel Merman or, um, you know, Mary Martin, you know, there are not that many things that come down the pike. I mean, they they did a lot, maybe a lot more than me. But, you know, it's just things don't happen that fast and that often, you mm-hmm. know. And every once in a while, something will rear its head and you'll go, oh, that's <clears throat> that's interesting, you know. But you you start like I mean I can think of roles I wish I could have done in my forties that mm-hmm. I didn't get to do, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I've sort of aged out of that, and you start heading into your sixties, and people want you to be the grandma. Or I remember the moment when somebody started calling me mama, you know, and I think it was around. I want to say like Billy Elliot. Uh, I did the national tour of Billy Elliot. And I remember somebody goes, come on, mama, let's go. And I went, oh. <laughs> First of all, don't you fucking dare. But where's my drink? And and I've never been weird about age because I'm an old soul. So that didn't bug me. Yeah. It's just, it's just, uh, you know, what? When did I do first wife club? Wife, wives club? Uh. 2015, maybe. Yeah. Um, You know, I was Carmen Cusack's roommate from college. I just did a reading uh, of a new piece with Edie Brickell that she wrote called 38 Minutes. I played her mother. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. And I got no problems. You know why? The role interested me. Yeah. You know, and I, oh, I know this. I know this gal. And I like swinging it back and forth, you know, just when yeah. you got me pegged. I mean, at Catered Fair, I looked much older, mm-hmm. you know, and then I went into something like, you know, Ursula mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, and First Wives Club, you know, and it was kind of, you know, swinging it another way, you know, yeah. and that's, that's what I like. You know, I don't like it when they peg you one, one way. Somebody said, yeah. oh, you know, you're, you're Adelaide, you're, you're always Adelaide. And I was like, I, what? No. You know, I'm so many different people and always have been, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just the one you kind of know me as, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but, and the, and even the film and television thing, I, I feel like I've never gotten that one series. I, I, there was a point there where I did a couple of pilots called faith. Um, and then I thought, you know, if somebody could really write for me, I could, I could find that voice because I thought I'm not really somebody you aspire to be. I'm somebody you relate to, you know, mm. and getting them to write somebody that, you know, I'm every woman. Yeah. And, and I'm a schemer like Lucy was, you know, 
Um, but trying to get that across and they were making me more like Mary Tyler Moore reactive. And that's really mm-hmm. not, um, you know, it's not who I am really. Yeah. So it's, it's hard finding those pieces of the puzzle to come together. And, uh, and I'm not bitter about it. It just, it's, it's a chess game. And, and I think for me, I got to have a real life and have a husband and have a kid for that was my other balanced thing and that's been very important to me and I knew if I didn't have that that would be something I would really regret Mm -hmm. and it's hard to keep it all going but it's worth it you know I mean my son is like I know I love my husband but my son you know it's just like it's my favorite person the human on the planet yeah. you know, to be with. Yeah. So I don't know, you, you kind of, and I, and I still wake up every day, um, incredibly energized, usually to help somebody else get what they need. Mm-hmm. That makes me really happy. It doesn't really have to be about me anymore, you know, and, and it kind of never did. I mean, I, it's like my girlfriend goes, yeah, but you were driven. I was driven for the work, mm-hmm. but same. Never have been, but I still feel like there could be some great, you know, firecracker kind of comic role. I, you know, I still love that timing. And when I, when I get good writing like that, you know, I just, man, I can just chomp on it, you know, Mm -hmm. but the pinch me moment, I would say, hmm. See, that's how I am. I go all the way around to come back. Um, I'm on board. I'm not mad. We're not. We're on board. Uh, Pinch me. I think probably when I was performing at the Kennedy Center 50th anniversary or. Yeah, uh, um, on the stage at Radio City and, and begging God that I didn't have to win for Bells Are Ringing, but I needed to get through this number and uh, <laughs> didn't. You went back. It was not, it was not bad. It was yeah. amazing. You know, it was, I got through the number and I didn't win. So that's fine. Um, it's, but that's pressure to me that, that kind of, uh, you know, I, even like, you know, being on the view performing, I mean, I said to them, can't we just record it? You know, no, no, it's gotta be live. <laughs> I looked at my manager afterwards. I went, did you enjoy that? She goes, oh, I did. I go good. Cause I'm never doing that again. <laughs> five years off my life you know because it's like a cut version of what you normally do eight times a week and you don't have your eels yeah they're in this big freaking costume and you're just you know i mean it's i did it but you know it's 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 a ride i i'm i have no regrets to this point and there's a lot i would love to do for other people you know, I think that's where my joy and my getting up every morning, you know, seeing somebody and going, you're enough, babe. Just yeah. say the line, you know, own your space. Mm. Show me your movie. You know, you you were asking me about how to dig in and get your authentic self. Sometimes it's just being, mm. you know, you don't have to put on the mask. You take mm-hmm. it off. I'm going to shift gears a little bit because okay. I feel like you took you answered like two of my questions already. So I'm going to skip over. I'm going to, I'm going to go back to, and I get to it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 
I'm not mad. Um, what, what were or are some of your biggest takeaways from being on Broadway? The good, the bad. Um, people are tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, I only have maybe four people on my left hand that I really wouldn't want to work with again. Um, that I would say are toxic. Uh, that's a pretty good run for, I've been in this business mm, mm. 45 years. It's pretty yeah, good. Four is not a bad number. Yeah, four is not bad, no, right? Not bad. Um, and of... I think just negotiating, it's negotiation and nobody's ever really captured exactly what that is. I thought when Smash came, I thought, oh, they're going to really depict. Well, no, it wasn't. Oh, they didn't. And it's negotiating. It's all that pressure. And you're trying to be really good in your role. And suddenly you're feeling like you have to come through and all of that. And and you're working together. And you've got to be fair. You've got to be a team player. Mm -hmm. And I am a team player. Mm-hmm. until you come up against somebody who's not, mm-hmm. and then you got to save yourself. Yeah. So it's, it really is a pressured kind of negotiation more than people think. And at that level, I mean, it's like anything. It's like sports. It's like, it's like anything. It's like being a top doctor. It's like being a top lawyer. It's like, uh, you know, going for the Supreme court. I mean, it's not easy. Yeah. Right. But I think considering all of the negotiation that you have to do, I I feel pretty good about being a good egg. I think that's important. And that was always important to me. Um, you could trust me. I meant what I said. I wasn't cagey. I wasn't manipulative at all. Mm-hmm. And there is there is still a purity in me. And I like that. I like that I kept that. I'm probably most proudest of that. You know, and I think a lot of times I've gotten roles because I was kind of fun to be around and and a good egg. So I always say, be a good person. Am I talking too much? It's no, the finale. <laughs> it's the finale. Your dream, your dream to have on our finale, Faith. Oh my God. Season finale. Dream I gotta ask, show. it's the it's the eleven o'clock number for us. What is your favorite 11 o'clock number of all time, whether it was you singing it or it was someone that you loved. I a few. Watch. Um, I, the song, there's a song from, it's funny, I'm coaching a wonderful uh, gal, Eden Castile. She's doing a, a an act on Madeline Kahn. And oh, come on. What? Song from Paper Moon, the musical. Oh. The, I think did that part. And there's, there's a great song. I do what I can with what I got. Oh, yes. And it's a fabulous 11 o'clock number. That's also like a deep cut. I love that. Yeah, that's like on a tombstone somewhere. I love that's that. Good. I like that. It's fun. And it's, I, I, I feel like I was guided well with my first couple of acts. Uh, I had uh, Daisy Prince, um, Hal Prince's daughter, yes. directing, and Stuart Ross, who had written, uh, you know, uh, Forever Plaid, and Alex Ryback plays for me a lot, and he helped develop Leap of Faith, and then I did Total Faith, just Alex. But um, um, 
you know, I was guided well because I have songs like Doing It the Hard Way. I mean, I... Oh my God, that was my favorite 16 bar cut of all time. I sang it at everything, even when it wasn't appropriate. I, I mean, even the other day I go, do you believe this? Do you believe this? I'm 64 and I'm still doing it the hard way. Jesus. <laughs> and, and finding different ways to do it. Right. Because oh my God. You know, it, it, it's like, to me, your act is you're, you're saying the truth. You're saying the truth. I couldn't think of a better time no, to get into our yes. first, our first and final game of the season. First game. Our last first game. Shuffleboard are the only ones I'm good at. But I'm I'm gonna give you No, you're gonna you're gonna gonna crush these games. games. It's quick, Mm. it's easy. Yes. And here we go. Game number one. Yes. Other side of the tracks. Yes. Think quick fire meets Vogue interview with a Broadway theme. So uh I don't know if we should set a timer. I don't think it's no, fair. No, we'll just do it as so quick as possible. We're going to do it Other at our pace. Tracks, meet. It's like quick fire is like the like a rapid fire question and answer. And okay. then meets like that thing where um, Vogue goes to somebody's house and asks them like 72 questions. Okay. You know, I kind of miss Joe in the back going every once in a while. Oh, oh God! We, we miss Joe. So we might have to like record a like a like a minuet <laughs> of the finale with a Joe. Tiny, tiny segment with Joe and his little bit of a black turtleneck tonight. Nice We're missing it very much. Sound effects, yes. So he would get a he, he would get a hoot out of you. Um, a face of all right. All right, go first Pam. I'm gonna go for okay. Ready. Amazing. All right. I Faith, understand this. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to ask you a question. We're going to just keep, we're going to keep it moving. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Okay. And away we go. First question. Your biggest inspiration growing up? Uh, Probably Lucille Ball. Excellent. Ooh, good one. Uh, your go-to 16 bar cut? Uh, probably the 16, uh, you know, I didn't really have to do 16. (laughs) No, she didn't. No, she didn't. Excellent. She didn't have to. But I will Uh, tell you this, I coach them. And what I do say about it is to have a beginning, middle and an end, even if it's eight bars. And usually the dilemma lies in the beginning of the song. And then I go and pick up the end to make it exciting. So that's what I'll tell you. Yes. You heard. Okay. You heard it here first. Okay. Uh, Favorite director. Uh, probably Tina Landau. Yes. Good. Uh, best line you ever got to say. Oh, I, I know you were going to ask me, honey, this is the truth. The chip goes out <laughs> until the chip goes back in. So couldn't fucking tell you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you got to buy. My brother, God rest his soul could repeat any line to me in any show that I did. <laughs> and once I'm in there, <laughs> I'm in, I'm in for life. <laughs> I couldn't tell you a line. I mean, I know a person could develop a cult, but right now I couldn't tell you one line. Amazing. Okay. All right. Favorite inside joke on stage. Inside joke. Uh, well, we used to play this game at guys and dolls where you'd, pick the famous person in the audience. And um, sometimes they would be real and sometimes they wouldn't. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) One night, 
Sabella. Ernie Sabella said, oh, you know, I see Robert Redford. He's, you know, he's making that film and I see him in the audience. <laughs> he said it about 10 times. I'm almost done. He said it about 10 times. And I went, there's no fucking way Robert Redford's in the audience. And I went to my dressing room and I was taking the pin curls out and there was a knock at the door and I go, come in. And he came in. It was Robert Redford. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, taking my pink girls. I was like, I love you so much. I love you so much. I can't. I can't. Ernie Sabella, I'm going to kill him. I thought he was it, you know. And I was just like, I was so freaking mad. And I, I just, oh, my God. Oh, so good. You know. Oh, oh my God. That was really good. Okay. I'm going to keep going. Uh, most influential teacher. Probably, uh, probably. Guy who I, did your you real. Uh, Worth Gardner at Cincinnati, who I'm still, I still speak to three times a month. He, I think he really got me really ready for the big leagues. I mean, my whole life just like jumped and yeah. I'm much more aware. He was just one of the smartest people I'd ever been around. And tricky and not easy, but I learned so much from him and probably my voice teacher, Harry Garland, who's, uh, may he rest in peace. Um, but he really helped me. He was there for me. I mean, I studied really hard in New York for probably four intense years. And then throughout my career, I would go to him whenever I had, and he really helped me sort of find my voice for each show that I was doing. So probably those two people. Okay. Uh, show on Broadway now that you would cast yourself in? Well, it's not on Broadway now, but Hello, Dolly, I think I'd be good in. Oh, so good. Um, So good. Let's see. Mr. Zachs, if you're listening, do it again. I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't even know what's on Broadway right now. I, I, I haven't seen Hades or, or, um, you know, I haven't been to New York in two and a half years. We'll stick you in Moulin Rouge. It'll be great. Okay. Um, All right. What else? Um, uh, favorite set you ever got to work on? Mm. You mean Broadway set or TV set? Any, any set. Um, probably to be in the movie Dave with Kevin Klein. Oh, oh my God. He's such he's a stud. spectacular. And he's, oh. he's kind of like Errol Flynn. He came oh. and opened the door to my trailer and went, <gasps> I'm here. <laughs> and, oh my God, I love you so much. I was on the second row. You know, I'm a geek. When I- oh, my God. oh my God. Okay. Favorite co-star. That's a really tough one. I have the best leading men of all time. Oh, and you, mm. you're sure. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe it's a visual thing. I don't know. Uh, but like, I mean, just think about it. Nathan Lane, Martin. Oh my God. God. Brad Oscar. um, Oh God. No. Kevin Chamberlain. um, Mm. uh, You know, uh, Oh God. I, so many. So many. Okay. Uh, That was not fair. Okay. Best onstage disaster. (sighs) Well, I was in the musical disaster, but the onstage, (laughs) by the way, that ensemble is probably my favorite show. And, and I mean, I had a great, it's, it was so good. Rupert, so good. They were team players. They were all yeah. 
My favorite shows have been the ensemble where you have a true ensemble, full seven, yeah. uh, where you're where it's not about the individual. It's really about and we literally could not stay in our dressing rooms during disaster because I was on stage watching every single performance. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. I mean, just I could go on and on and on and on and on and on, and on you know, about that. But uh, the biggest disaster was probably two things come to mind. In Bells Are Ringing, uh, when I slipped the typewriter to the right, it cracked and it fell off the thing and cracked in half. Oh. And the, oh. the old-timey ribbon with the ink just went oh. through there. And I <laughs> exactly what you're doing with my mouth agaped and, and the scene was, I mean, it took like five, I mean, I, it was, it was disaster. <laughs> oh my God. And I just literally walked to the couch and just did a nose straight down <laughs> five minutes. And then I turned to the girl and I go, as you can see, you need to go because we have a lot of work to do. <laughs> and then I just pulled out my pencil and pad and just, just did it in notation. I just had to find some, uh, I can usually always find something to go on. The other one was in uh, Little Mermaid. Oh and my God. I had a, a um, substitute dresser that night. She forgot to turn the crank when it, you know, switches the, I had these tentacles and it went from tentacles to this cape oh that was like you know, 40 feet in the air. Yeah. And um, she forgot to turn the crank to secure them. And I went, you poor, uh, unfortunate clunk. And the whole thing fell off the back end. <gasps> And um, the eels were great. They got a hold of it and <laughs> curled it off. Oh the my God. And the eels were great. And I didn't have it. So I just took my fingernails and went to my ankles and went, so. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I just held the note. And then she said, you know, how do I sign the contract? And I walked over like Mae West and I go, not just any ink, darling. I was supposed to do it with the cape, you know. Oh my oh, god! My god. I laughed so hard, and the and the girl was just mortified, and she goes, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." And I go, well, "That was hilarious." Don't <laughs> let that happen again. Don't ever let that happen again. Okay. All right. And last one. All time favorite musical that never gets old to you. Ah, <sighs> uh, well, certainly Guys and Dolls, but probably Gypsy. Oh, Ooh. good one! So good, so good. Um, and then I love Sweeney Todd. I mean, that's not a yes. joke, but no, yes, but, uh, I love dark. It. Okay, yes. Oh my god! Right. Yes. Okay. All right, Sarah, take that. So mine is a little different. I very I, different ways. Very different. Very I different did, ways. I did less Broadway. I did a little bit more like faith, personal situation she wants to make out with you faith it's fine basically um okay <laughs> ready set here we go coffee or tea coffee <laughs> ball gown or sweatpants but first i would have coffee Co okay. okay coffee first okay ball gown or sweatpants mm, Ooh. <laughs> ball gown yes slapstick or dry wit Dry wit. Excellent. Chocolate oh. or bread? Girl. Oh, nice. Oh, uh, wow. Two in a row. Woo. Stay in or out on the town? Mm. That's a tough one because yeah. I, I can be actually both. 
Um, probably out in the town. Aria or Torch Song? <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that, Faith? Sorry. Torch Song. Torch Definitely. Song. Excellent. Live cabaret or studio album? I've never done a studio album, so I would have to say live cabaret. Excellent. Ooh. Feather boa or sequin wrap? Oh my God. <laughs> yes, yes. Leading man hunk or lovable character man? Lovable character, character man. man. Yes, yes. All right, last one. Hawaiian all-inclusive or European train pass? Oh my God. <laughs> oh, wow. European train pass. Soccer yes. mode. Yes. <laughs> I just found out, Faith, we, we can be best friends. Faith's <laughs> <laughs> like, great. Just <laughs> Faith's like, please don't hurt me. <laughs> Stay away from me, you freak. Okay. <laughs> that was so fun. Okay. And now we all feel like we know Faith a little better, right? Oh, hell yes. That was yes. a good one. Oh, my good job, God. Faith. You were so worried about games. You yeah, can add it, girl. ETTA games to your arsenal of <laughs> shuffleboard and Backgammon, yes. whatever. You know, when you say, <laughs> I'm like, I started to sweat. Oh my God, oh, get out of here. So with that in mind, yes. you know, you're so worried about these games when in reality you would come up with like your own yeah. trickery of a game and we're going to explore it right now. You had an idea and we're about to exploit it in a great indulgent way. It's game number two, yes. Dear Dr. Faith. We are living the dream today, and so is Faith, because we're going to take her idea and run with it. Okay, good. A while back, she thought about it, and now we're going to like pretty much workshop it today yeah. here on the show. Wonderful. On our finale, yes. which is so dope. So we're not worthy. Think, dear Abby, with the questions ranging from like serious, maybe a little funny, to like, oh, wow, that's a real head scratcher, and oh, shit, this got deep. The advice is coming straight from that pro's heart. Um, and away we go. Milady, you yes. first. Okay. So my first question for dear faith, what is one professional boundary that you set for yourself and never, ever break? I don't lie. That's a really good one. Uh, what would you tell someone struggling to take a job back in the fray on stage versus behind the scenes who also has a family and home in the burbs already kind of dealing with real life. Do they get back in or do they go behind it? Mm. Well, it really has to come from you. But what I would say is this is somebody taught me that there are ands instead of ors. Oh, damn. Yes. And you never let go of a dream, but you've got to find a different way to work it. Well, God damn it, Faith. I'm not going to look at you right now. (laughs) That's very good advice. She got deep. She got super deep. Okay. My second second and last question. Can you, and I think you maybe have already answered this, is can you give your best advice on how to dig down, find your truest, most authentic self, set her free, and then get the fuck out of her way? Usually when I'm coaching a song, like I'll say, okay, hold on, hold on, go back, go back. Cause usually it's the tone of something. Like I can tell when somebody's being defensive of something mm. or, um, 
And what I'm asking for is to take the armor off and be vulnerable in the moment. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. And a lot of times we put on things rather than just how did it feel in that moment? Like I coached a girl one time on this. It was a very funny song about this guy leaving her. And she was doing all these sort of histrionics. And I just, I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, have you ever been left? And suddenly, I mean, it was as if I had just literally pulled her on the ground. And mm-hmm. she went, oh, God. And I went, start the song. Mm-hmm. And it was three times as funny. And I felt for her at the same time. So sometimes it's just like asking the right questions. That it really is the truth of it sometimes is where the dilemma lies. And you don't have to put Really, like, have enough faith in yourself, no pun intended, to just, <laughs> to just go, all right, he left. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Rather than playing at he left, you know, and pretending it's it's a different thing when you're playing at or you're just being. And I, I think you can't find your authentic self. And I go, wait, just carve it out. And sometimes, I mean, I still go on stage and I go, this is what I got. I got, I mean, you know, when I'm with Four Girls Four and they've got these great women and huge voices and blah, 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 blah. And I go, you know what, Faith? This is what you've got to share. You've got to share this. Mm. Just share your story. This is all you got. Switch up. Mm. Oh my God. You're not you're not competing with anybody. Yeah. There's room for everybody. I, I can't stand people that can't be happy for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Really. I can't stand women that aren't women's women. I really can't. I mean, I just think how fucking insecure can you be? Yeah. Wow. Gotta be able to cheer somebody else on. Really want something for somebody else too. Yep. And I think that's that's a way to get out of your own way. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. And sometimes it's hard. I mean, you see somebody really getting, and you know what? Good for them. Good for you. My time will come later. Mm-hmm. I'll get what I need. There's got to be room for everybody. Yep. There's got to be. Yep. Oh, and, yes. and we're enviable, which is feeling <laughs> great. You know, I don't envy. Yeah, oh, that would be nice, you yep. know? I'd like a bigger house or I'd like this or that, or, you know, um, I have a lot of things, you know, yeah. but you're okay. You're okay. You, 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 you got to figure out what you do have, you know? And I don't know. I, I, I don't want to leave this earth bitter and weird. And I didn't want on my tombstone. She was a funny actress. Mm. That's really good. That's a good one. Thank you, Faith. That's really good. Make me look like a dick. Oh, my God. My question. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. Uh, all right. Let's let's keep carving. Okay. If you had it all to do again, is there anything you would change? If so, uh, something you learned and feel you could kindly warn others, travel back in time and assess it and make it the way you want it now. Well, I think I said, I said one of them before is just that, you know, we have a lot more of the answers for ourselves than we realize. I was, I was really looking for somebody to guide me and be as kind of a Svengali and especially with my agent in my young twenties. And 
there was a moment that I had was like, it, I always compare everything to the Wizard of Oz. It was like the moment there is a man behind the curtain, you know, um, <laughs> the great Oz is not so great. You know, I thought he's human too. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, you know? And mm. I, I really had that moment where I go, he doesn't know what he's doing. Oh my God. You know? So I think that just encouraged me. You, you got to put your big pants on and, and just be a big girl and just, you, you, you got to risk yourself and, and, I just, I wish I had known more of that, like the multitasking and, and being brave enough to get projects going. And, you know, we, we didn't do a lot of that in the eighties. It was, it was just, you know, you, you picked up your backstage and, you know, you, you, you looked at the breakdowns and you went in and, you know, that was, I mean, it, the world has changed so much and, and you have so much at your fingertips, you know, now there's really no excuse for not getting a project going or but once I got on that train, which was probably my mid to late forties. And I did it because my son, you know, really didn't want me to do eight shows a week and he wanted to be put to bed. So I said to my husband, you know, we better figure out another plan. So we moved uh, out of Hastings to LA and wow. changed it up. It was not working for him at all. And again, I'm an actress. I'm not a plumber. Uh, you know, I had to figure out something I could do in my field that I still love. I just had to work it differently. So that's why I say ands instead of ors, because you don't you don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater, you know. And I talk in metaphors because my mother did and I still do. But, um, you know, I, I just think you have to work it a different way, you know. And sometimes it feels black or white, and it's not. You just have to take it up and go, okay, well, this isn't working. We got to work it another way, you know? And I did more television. I got to be with him. We didn't, we got rid of the nanny. You know, I had a full-time nanny and he just was not having it. Mm. So we, I just, we had to work it a different way and we did. And everybody was like, you're crazy for going out there. They don't like women over 35. And I'm going, well, shit, Doris Roberts can't do it all. And the funny thing is, I got some really interesting, very, you know, yep. provocative yes. women. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, it was interesting. Yes. Good one, Faith. Uh, I love that. Oh, my God. It's <gasps> really good. Wow. Really good. Well, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know about really uh, – about the two of you, but you know, if you ever needed me, Dr. Faith is here. Oh, hell yes. Oh, oh my kind. God. That's so kind, Faith. It's funny, I, <laughs> I, I said, you know, you should, you, you know, I should, I should have a program called Dr. Faith because I, I do have a, an honorary doctorate. Yes. All right. There you have it. Right. You heard it here first, Dr. But Faith. But I do love the house. I, have. I've always had that in my personality. I was always a camp counselor. I was, I was an RA in college, you know, it just was a way for me to balance. And probably, I mean, it's probably fucking codependent. And you know, <laughs> most of the time it, it, it really works because when you concentrate on other things, you're not so obsessed with yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Oh, that's great. Such Sound and sage advice. Wise. Oh my gosh. These were wonderful games. This was, we couldn't have asked for a better guest. 
for our finale, Faith. Like the finale. All of us peaked. I Um, love it. All nine of you. I can't believe our season is over. I it went so fast. I hope you laughed. We hope you cried. We hope you got in trouble in your cubicle laughing at us because we're ridiculous. Of you. Oh, Oh, you're so nice. Faith, so thank nice. you. Faith, so Faith, you are a dream. Mm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We are not worthy. Not worthy. Now is the time to pimp you out. Anything you've got going on, if you want to share your socials or upcoming events. Oh, well, thank you. It, I am in a show called uh, for Fox called Monarch. Yeah. That has not aired. It was supposed to air late January. And... Uh. Susan Sarandon's younger sister. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm a country western star. Gladly walk across the desert. Oh, with oh yes. Feet, you know. Yes. Do you know when it's going to air? I think it's in September. 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 Set your TiVos for September. Do people still have TiVos? Yeah, and I'm going Get out, out of here with that. What's the matter with you? <laughs> oh my god what else faith anything else guest on seth's cruise yes oh seth redetsky's broadway stars cruise yes i'm gonna do that in april and i'm gonna be in provincetown with jason uh Graw. and then my guy that i directed roderick ferguson and it's called hey. man overboard and it got one of the best 21 shows at broadway world Hey. And if if people want to try to secure your coaching um expertise, how would they go about doing that? Are you taking new students? Uh yes, absolutely. And uh they can reach me at faithprince at me.com. Faithprince at me.com. You heard it here. Don't go crazy, people. Don't go nuts. Come on, don't go nuts. Be discreet. Okay. What I loved about this season is it went all over the place all over in the, the place. best way. And it like, and sealed with a kiss with faith. Yeah. So great. We are both so grateful. Like you made the time for us. Oh my God. We are we not worthy hoped for a better guest. It, Every it finale we try to bring it and we brought it. Jimmy, Jimmy is fangirling so hard for faith <laughs> he's not mad he's not Aww. mad that faith faith is right up there with him in finales but i think this season just it was oh, a wait. chef's kiss what it was, was your- a bunch of different things I, I don't have i don't have like my <sighs> favorite part i think my general consensus of this season was that it was so off the wall, different yeah. at every turn. Yep. And I want to bring that for next season nice. too. Yeah. All nine of you, we're going to miss you so, so much. We're going to keep, keep kicking ass and taking names. Don't forget to follow, rate, review, subscribe, and share DTTA Comedy Pod on the Twitter, the Facebook, and the TikTok. Don't tease the animals podcast on the Instagram, the YouTube, and the Patreon. So it's a wrap. Oof. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We have so we have so many thank you, Sarah. <laughs> I feel like I thank you, Sarah. I mean, I missed oh, you so God. much in the studio. I know. But I was glad to get you a couple times. And speaking of studio, huge big thank you, Newsstand Studios at Rockefeller Center, our home sweet home. Big, big, big thank you to Joe. We Joe. are so sad that this 
while this was an epic finale, we had to be away mm. from our home. It was the only home. thing that was missing was Joe. Oh, Joe. We love and you so much, New bud. Sand Studios at yes. Rockefeller Center. We are so, so grateful for everything. So, 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 so grateful. Um, to our amazing sponsors, uh, Smartass and Sass. Yes. Merchant's Daughter. Whoop, whoop. We got. We also had Anchor this season. You guys, we can't thank you enough for your support. Um, all of our guests. Oh, my God. Oh my the, God. Talk about a great, uh, amazing season. Oh, my God. Couldn't have done it without all of the amazing guests who we uh, bribed and stalked <laughs> and grilled, pleaded with yes. and then proceeded to exploit in the yeah. best way possible. and. With the most fun. It was a great season. I'm so sad it's over. I literally feel like we blinked and it's over. I'm so sorry. I know. But you know what, guys? It's very bittersweet. We will miss you, but we will be back before you know it. Before you know it. And we'll miss you until then, you guys. Don't forget to bring your tentacle (laughs) crank that is very important. (laughs) Don't forget to bring your best, best sense of humor. Um, Tell the truth. Just fucking do it and keep the faith because it's going to be a bumpy ride. And until next time, you guys. Don't tease the animals. Oh, Oh my God.